This is your Thursday PBF podcast. This is Romeo, one Oscar, a.k.a. R1O, with a breakdown of a few things here. Um, first things, I want to go ahead and thank everybody again for everybody who supported us. Uh, because of your support, we're able to you know, get some better equipment. We are putting some work into a website here. And uh, we're going to try to get this stuff out there for you guys. So thank you for supporting us so that we can continue to get this information out to you guys. First thing I want to talk about is Minneapolis. Minneapolis, where George Floyd kicked off this summer of discontent. Um, Last night. I first saw a video on Twitter of people attacking a target. And I was like, wait, (laughs) haven't I seen this before? You have seen a version of this before, Romeo. However, this is a new and updated version. People initially thought that police officers shot a black man standing next to a building. We later discover what what so people thought that. And so they went out, they attacked the target, and they attacked a lot of other buildings. Just like in Chicago a few weeks back, we were told that there was a uh, a kid that was killed by the cops who didn't have a gun. He did have a gun. Interesting how it's always there to say, the people say, the media says, unarmed. And they get that story out there quickly. Do you notice that? They quickly tell everyone this person was unarmed. So that was the story that was going around Chicago. And then the riots and the Miracle Mile. All kinds of craziness happened there. And that was when the BLM, Marxist, Blamtifa folks came out and said that we need to just allow people to riot Because, number one, it's reparations. And number two, these businesses have insurance. So that's a common thing that these people think. Which I'm sure influenced uh, people in Kenosha at some level. Because this is a, a story going around. We'll get to Kenosha in a little bit because it ain't going away anytime soon. So people are destroying businesses again. I'm just trying to imagine somebody working in Target. And like, what is going on now? So, the police did not shoot the guy. The guy walks over near a group of people and shoots himself in the head. He's got a mask on. Um, It's on our... I don't know if it's on the... Yeah, it is on the Telegram, and it's also on uh, our Instagram. So, he goes, shoots himself in the head. You see the people scatter. And finally, there's a woman sitting next that takes off. But you see him drop. Let's be clear, because the first time I saw it, I saw him drop. I was looking away. Then I looked back. He shot himself. He shot himself because, as we soon see, police officers arrive. The police officers were pursuing him because he was a suspect in a murder. They were pursuing him. Instead of wasting taxpayers' money, 
he decided to eliminate himself from the gene pool for all of us. So this fixed that. However, everybody assumed that the police officers, because they were there, had shot the man. Rioting, looting, destruction. Then the police officers, the guy had shot himself in the head. They, they performed CPR. They were trying to explain, but nobody wanted to listen. They later had to release the video to show that they didn't shoot the guy. He shot himself. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? People were upset that the police released this video. So we have writing there. We had writing in Chicago about a lie, about a guy with a gun that pointed the gun at the police officers and tried to, was trying to shoot police officers. We have a guy in Wisconsin. The police were called to a disturbance where he was on a property he shouldn't have been on. They were called to remove him from that property. They attempted to tase him. He resisted the tasing. He had a knife on him and he was going into his car for something else. The police also knew when they came there that he was wanted for third degree sexual assault. They're writing for that guy. This is also the guy that the NBA decided not to play any games. The MLB is sitting, sitting games out. And apparently, a bunch of football teams decided they weren't going to practice today for this. And inside sources have told me that in locker rooms, people are told that they should not vote for this president, that this president is the reason for this, that this president was standing in the way of progress. He was elected over one of the most qualified candidates we have ever had when he defeated Hillary. These are people in the locker rooms telling the players that they should not vote for the current president of the United States. This is the level these things have gotten at. <sighs> so, yes, craziness abounds. Now, <clears throat> Newsweek is running a story, and it's related to Tucker Carlson and Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse being the kid, the 17-year-old, in Wisconsin who shot the three individuals. Fox News host Tucker Carlson has been accused of inciting violence after he said that a teenager charged with homicide for shooting two protesters had decided to maintain order when no one else would. So that's inciting violence? That's the truth, people. They stood down, they allowed people to destroy these neighborhoods in mostly peaceful, fiery protests, as CNN put it. I'm going to read that one to you in a little bit. And, I mean, what I have to say about this is Tucker Carlson is always under attack because Tucker Carlson is quite often on target. Here again, he is on target. And because he is on target... Calls were growing from the article. Calls were growing for Carlson to be fired following his monologue about the violence in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in which he appeared to say that 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse's actions were understandable after days of chaos. I don't know. 
I don't know, Newsweek? <laughs> You've got an adult registered sex offender who was chasing after him. You have the kid shot at, and there's many videos out there now showing that he was shot out first and he returned fire. Then he tried to render aid to this individual who had been attacking him just moments before. In a segment, back to the article, in a segment on Wednesday in which he introduced graphic footage from the riots, including images of a protester bleeding in the street after being shot in the head. This being a person actually in a parking lot who was attacking the kid and telling the kid, shoot me N-word with the A ending. The Fox anchor said that Kenosha devolved into anarchy because the authorities in charge of the city abandoned it. True. The state and the local authorities. He's the, accused the authorities from the governor of Wisconsin on down of refusing to enforce the law. Agreed. I said this yesterday. They stood back and watched Kenosha burn. So are we really surprised that looting and arson accelerated to murder? How shocked are we that 17-year-olds with rifles decided they had to maintain order when no one else would? Everyone can see what was happening in Kenosha. It was crazier by the hour. The violence has been building unabated for three months now. Every day, the mob becomes more radical. Everything here that they're quoting Tucker as saying is on point. And see, that's what's going on now. Because you express honesty, these people want us to live in propaganda la-la land. Don't live there. Realize that these people are liars, propagandists. So people, again, asked for him to be fired, said people shouldn't sponsor Fox, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. This happens almost every month or two. Whether it's Tucker, whether it's Laura Ingram, whether it's Sean Hannity. Former Labor Secretary under Bill Clinton, Robert Reich, tweeted, if they don't take action after this, every one of Fox News's executives, directors, and advertisers is complicit in Tucker Carlson's racist, murderous rants. There's no racism. But if you are not a part of their cult, you are a racist by default. You have not, especially if you're white and you have not admitted your white guilt. If you're another race, <laughs> you're just a turncoat. You know, you, you've bought into your whiteness. Actor John Cusack tweeted, we need to boycott cable until they ban Fox News. We, all, we can all boycott their sponsors. It's, it is complete insanity. These people sat by. They gave money to people who were destroying Minneapolis and other cities in the past. They got those people bailed out. And now these people are saying him merely making an observation as to why this is happening. He's not saying go out there and shoot these people. He's like, we can understand why these things are occurring. But that's too much because they don't want you to understand that. They want you to buy into the cult. Don't buy into the cult. So a couple of uh, Twitter threads about Kenosha that I think are worth looking at. There's a guy, his name is Christian Trebert. He does visual investigations for the New York Times. Believe it or not, <laughs> somebody at the New York Times who is honest. I'm going to read a few things from his tweet. A teenager faces charges and shootings that left two people dead in Kenosha, Wisconsin. 
The New York Times visual investigations team reviewed hours of live streams to track 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse's movements during and leading up to the shootings. In the hours before the incident, Kristen Harris, Richie McGinnis, and Eliza Schaefer all interviewed Rittenhouse, who said he was protecting a local vehicle dealership together with several other armed men. He also offers medical assistance to protesters. This is true. Rittenhouse is around that area in most of the footage that was reviewed. About 15 minutes after, before the first shooting, police drive past Rittenhouse and thank the group he's with. We appreciate you guys. We really do. They broadcast through the speakers of their armored vehicles. Rittenhouse walks up to a police vehicle with his rifle slung and talks with the officers. One tosses a water bottle to the armed men as seen in Christian T. Harris's live stream. Rittenhouse eventually leaves the dealership and is barred by the police from returning as seen in Repley footage six minutes before the shooting. To better understand what happened next, we synchronized six live streams, which revealed that there were two separate shooting incidents about one and a half minutes apart involving multiple gunmen. And again, this is Christian Trebert. It's at TRBTC if you want to check out these tweets. At 2319, Rittenhouse is seen in this YouTube live stream. He's being chased in a parking lot while he is being pursued. An unknown gunman fires the first shot in the air. Rittenhouse turns toward the sound of the gunfire as another pursuer lunges toward him. He then fires four times with his assault rifle and appears to shoot the man in the head. The muzzle flash of the first shot by the unknown gunman and the smoke rising from the handgun can be seen in this video capturing the first shooting from a different angle. It's unclear why Rittenhouse was being chased or why he was in the area of this car dealership about four blocks away from the one he claimed to be protecting. We do know that vehicles in this lot were damaged minutes before the first shooting. The initial shot and Rittenhouse's four subsequent discharge of his AR-15 style weapon are followed by three more shots in the parking lot. We don't know who fired them. Rittenhouse seems to make a phone call, then flees the scene. While fleeing the scene, Rittenhouse is again chased by several people. He trips and falls to the ground and fires four shots as three people rush him. One person appears to be hit in the chest, while another, who's carrying a handgun, is hit in the arm. So realizing first person hit is the convicted child sexual offender. Second person hit is a man who has a very sketchy record as well as the third man that is hit. At the same time, we hear eight gunshots from farther away. Mr. Rittenhouse gets up and begins walking north from the scene. Eight more gunshots are heard from closer range. It's unclear who fired the other gunshots. Police vehicles just one block away remain stationary during the gunfire. Rittenhouse walks up with his hands towards the police. As bystanders call out that he was involved in the shooting, the police drive by him to the scene of the shootings without stopping. Rittenhouse social media profiles claim support for pro-police causes. Blah, blah, blah. So this seems like a clear case of self-defense. The problem 
as many people have raised, is his age. So I have turned to Will Chamberlain on Twitter. Will Chamberlain writes, he, I think he runs human events online. He's a lawyer, a constitutional lawyer. So let's, let's see what he has to say. There's a lot of hot takes about how 17-year-old Rittenhouse was too young to open carry a rifle in Wisconsin. This journal Sentinel piece states this as a fact, and plenty of other people have too. I'm pretty sure everyone has it wrong. <clears throat> this excerpt should have given the journal Sentinel pause as they state as fact that Rittenhouse violated the law, but they cite a lawyer who specializes in gun rights cases who thinks an exception applies. The author should have listened to him. Here's the relevant Wisconsin statute. It does say that any person under 18 years of age who goes armed with a dangerous weapon is guilty of a misdemeanor. But it has a number of exceptions, including one for minors who are carrying a rifle or shotgun. Note subsection 3C. As I read it, Rittenhouse was under 18, but he was carrying a rifle. So to, so to have violated the statute, statute, excuse me, he either had to be in violation of S-94228 or not in compliance. This one prohibits sawed-off shotguns and rifles. That doesn't apply. Section 29.304 only imposes restrictions on the possession of firearms by minors under the age of 16. Hard to see how Rittenhouse could have violated that. It says nothing about 17-year-olds that I can see. Another section, 29593, talks about the need to have a certificate to go hunting. Rittenhouse wasn't hunting, so it's hard to see how that applies. So to bring it back to the main statute, Carl Kyle Rittenhouse was under 18, but he was carrying a rifle and not in violation of three other relevant statutes. As a result, based on my reading, he committed no crime by open carrying rifle at 17. Of course, all the internet lawyers are going to tell us now that he was in violation. They have no idea what they're talking about. They're just repeating what other people have said because they don't know the law. This is why these things are important. My last piece is to reflect upon our friends at CNN. Uh, we post a video up, but CNN says protest fiery but mostly peaceful while reporter pictured in front of Kenosha burning to the ground. It's hilarious. This is, comes from the post millennial CNN's Omar Jimenez stood in front of a massive fire while the Chiron beneath him read fiery but mostly peaceful protest in Kenosha. The outright direct lie caused many viewers to do a double take, and as the flames rose behind Jimenez, it was impossible for viewers to recognize and to reconcile the images with the words. And... Uh, you know, he's, he's praising peaceful protesters, and people can see things burning behind him. <laughs> Multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night, a second night, Jimenez said, since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. Sirens blared in the distance and flames rose into the sky. Jimenez wore goggles to protect him from all the peace. <laughs> What you are seeing now, these images, he said, as the screen split to a, a video of riders riding, came 
and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations, largely peaceful, fiery demonstrations. Why didn't you add that? In the face of law enforcement, it wasn't until night fell that things began to get a little bit more contentious, a little fiery. Things were thrown back and forth. <laughs> Police started using some of those crowd dispersal tactics like tear gas, even playing very loud sounds to push them out. I don't know, because they're burning stuff. And, you know, the, I don't know if you saw the video. There's a 70-year-old man trying to protect his business, and somebody comes and breaks the guy's jaw. And then what you're seeing, the common theme that ties all of this together, is an expression of anger and frustration over what people feel like has become an all-too-familiar story that has been playing out in places across the country, not just here in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The second night of mostly, mostly peaceful protest in Kenosha saw a man beaten for trying to defend his business. A furniture store was burned to the ground, car dealerships smashed and torched, the deployments of Wisconsin National Guard, widespread looting, and the destruction of public property. And then, you know, armed vigilantes stood outside. We know where that all went. One activist said, the value of property has nothing to do with the value of life. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that? Just these people just thinking that they have the right to go and destroy where you live, where you work, what you own, your vehicle. They have the right to destroy your property because their life is worth more than your things. It's the, uh, the they have the uh, image of the, uh, the dog drinking the coffee. This is fine. <sighs> it's just propaganda anymore. I, I, I know it's propaganda. Many of you listening know this is propaganda, but the troubling thing is how many people just continue to refuse to see it for the propaganda that it is. They really think that the news does report the news. It's not this infotainment propaganda. And it only seems now that we can just say clearly that these people are appealing to the, the worst members of society. And they are going to just continue to create more violence. I, I, don't, I don't know what can be done, friends, at this point. I mean, I've been more vocal lately. I know that I think I don't know at this point if they're besides somebody like Mitt Romney or some of the other traditional um, rhinos. I, I have to vote straight Republican ticket because so many, whether it's Democratic mayors or Democrat governors or the people in the House of Representatives in the uh, Senate. These people are complicit in the destruction of our country, and they're trying to tell you if you oppose this. You're a racist. It's a lie. It's a lie because you people want to live your life and you want peace. And you see that every one of these stories as they come out is a lie meant to provoke, meant to create division in this country. So my friends, <laughs> keep your heads up. As long as you guys keep coming back to look at our post and as long as you keep coming back to listen to the podcast, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to do our best to keep getting the information out there. This is Romeo One Oscar, and I am out.